Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. I consider everything as a loss because of the supreme good of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have accepted the loss of all things, and I consider them so much rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having any righteousness of my own based on the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God, depending on faith to know him and the power of his resurrection, and the sharing of his sufferings by being conformed to his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. It is not that I have already taken hold of it, or have already attained perfect maturity, but I continue my pursuit in hope that I may possess it, since I have indeed been taken possession of by Christ Jesus. For the sisters, I for my part do not consider myself to have taken possession. Just one thing, Forgetting what lies behind, but straining forward to what lies ahead, I continue my pursuit toward the goal, the prize of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. The Word of the Lord. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge, I say to the Lord. My Lord are you, O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup. You it is who hold fast my lot. I bless the Lord who counsels me even in the night. My heart exhorts me. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. You will show me the path to life, fullness of joys in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter said to Jesus, We have given up everything and followed you. What will be there for us? Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, that you who have followed me in the new age, when the Son of Man is seated on his throne of glory, will yourselves sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for the sake of my name, will receive a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. St. Clair was born of noble birth in Assisi, Italy, around 1193. When she was 18, St. Francis of Assisi came to preach the Lenten sermons at her parish church. His words set fire to her soul and She sought out Francis in secret. He spoke to her of contempt for the world and love of God, being willing to leave all things for Christ. On Palm Sunday in the year 1212, as everyone processed to the altar rail to get a palm, something held Claire back. The bishop had to come down to her and give her the palm. Later that evening, she ran away from home and went the mile out of town to where St. Francis lived with his small community. He and his brothers met her at the door of their chapel with lighted tapers in their hands. 
before the altar, she took off her fine noble woman clothes and St. Francis cut her hair. He then gave her his penitential habit, which was a tunic of sackcloth tied about her with a cord. Family members had a particular marriage in mind for Claire, and she was not altogether opposed to it, but St. Francis's burning words persuaded her to commit her maidenhood to God. What followed is what G.K. Chesterton called this regular romantic elopement in which the bridegroom was Christ and St. Francis the knight-errant who gave it a happy ending. No sooner was this ceremony over when family and friends came to draw her out of this retreat, but she held firm to the altar, holding it so hard that they pulled half her clothes off. She then uncovered her head to show them her cut hair, to show them that she'd have no other husband but Christ. Claire started a little community that later became known as the Poor Clares. They practiced austerities that up to that time were unheard of for women. They wore no stockings or shoes or sandals. They slept on the ground and perpetually abstained from meat and never spoke unless obliged by necessity or charity. Claire recommended this holy silence as a means to avoid the all-too-common sins of the tongue. Claire was appointed abbess against her will by Francis. She governed the convent for 40 years, never forgetting that she was a servant of servants. She came from praying in the chapel with her face so shining like Moses coming down after conversing with God that it dazzled those who looked upon her. She had a, such a wonderful devotion to the blessed sacrament that even when sick in bed, she suffered painfully the last 27 years of her life. She made fine linen corporals and altar cloths to be distributed among the churches in Assisi. St. Clair bore her sufferings with sublime patience, and in 1253, her last agony began. She ate nothing for 17 days. Every day, prelates and cardinals came to call on her. They were all convinced the woman was a great saint. On her deathbed, she was heard to say, Go forth in peace, for you have followed the good road. Go forth without fear, for he that has created you has sanctified you, has always protected you, and loves you as a mother. Blessed be thou, O God, for having created me. Thus was the passing of Blessed Clare. She died at the age of 60 on August 11th, 1253, 42 years after making her religious profession. She was canonized a saint two years later in 1255. 